0: that's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. PDWL reward prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. It's time now for optimal health with Dr. Christopher Calape. Dr. Calape is board certified in family medicine, chelation therapy, and anti-aging medicine. Dr. Calape specializes in and has achieved fellowship certification for stem cell therapy. Dr. Calipay's office number on Long Island is 516-794-0404. We will repeat that number throughout the show. Now, here's Dr. Christopher Calipay.
2: Welcome, friends, and thank you for tuning in to the health program today. Hope you're all doing well. As you know, today we're going to chat and talk about a wide variety of different topics and try to get people up to speed on how to learn about what's going on in their body, how to maximize, optimize their health. How to correct the vitamin deficiency and how to test for vitamin levels because most people who take vitamins either haven't done a test to see if their levels are in the right range um, very important part of the process because for so many people their vitamin levels are too low to get the benefit that they want or they need so that's why the blood testing is done in such a thorough fashion if you'd like to call in today and chat we'd love to hear from you 1-800-321-0710 Frequently, there are different topics that we talk about and try to bring this up to the podium here when we talk about uh, concerns. And overwhelmingly, as I start conversations with people, I say, well, one of the underlying issues happening is that your body is constantly changing. And in most cases is losing function, losing cellular ability over time. And the loss of cells decreases the ability to make hormones, neurotransmitters. And in many cases people as they change don't realize it because it may be happening in a relatively slow or hidden fashion. and then family or friends they will say, "Hey, you know how are you doing? You, you know either they don't look the same or they don't feel the same or they're not acting or moving as quickly as they did before. And this degeneration, we want to capture as soon as we start to see it or people start to see it. Some people can't walk around the block as they did or they can't go for that uh, long bike ride or they're short of breath when they try to do activity. We have to combat this, quote, inevitable change in function because if we don't, then we lose more ability and lower function. And a lot of people say, well, I can't do any of the activity I did a few years ago. That's because our bodies are constantly changing. So the idea is to learn about it and prevent that change. Put the best vitamins and minerals on board. Normalize, correct your hormones, do some exercise, you know, indoor, outdoor, et cetera. Get your body moving so that you can maintain good function. And this is a lot of what we talk about for everybody, for all the patients that I speak to. Okay, phone lines are open. If you'd like to call in to ask a question, you could do so now. 1-800-321-0710, 1-800-321-0710. Let's go to Jerry in New Jersey. How are you? Okay, we'll see if we can get him uh, up on the air. And as I say, if we take a little bit of initiative, a lot of the problems that occur with people as they get older are pushed back or, or pushed away or reversed. So delivering oxygen, vitamins, minerals, hormones to all of your tissues, getting a lot of blood flow uh, with that exercise, the combination of all of these things can make the greatest benefit and greatest results. Some of the great research we see, CoQ10 is being used for adolescents for anorexia nervosa, interesting study. And this talks about CoQ10 deficiency in plasma and red blood cells, and looking at how well this helps to stabilize mitochondrial function, enhancing the ability to balance out the anorexia, the ability for the adolescents to start to eat, Uh, important to keep all your nutrients on board. And there are people who either don't eat or who are trying to fast all day long, and what we typically see is that when people are fasting, because it's a relatively new idea not to eat from midnight until noon the next day, so that your body may have the ability to burn fats or sugars better, you're losing out on nutrients. People should have nutrients, you know, vitamins and minerals, roughly breakfast, lunch, dinner. So you're keeping your levels correct. For people that are doing fasting and you're not having anything, then those individuals end up being deficient in nutrients. We do this on blood testing all the time. So I think people should have something for breakfast. It really should be uh, proteins and vegetables or a protein shake and your vitamins. So at least you have some protein and vitamins on board so your body will maintain that good free radical binding as opposed to not having anything. And sometimes when you don't eat anything at all, Your body shifts in a different mode. It thinks you're not going to eat. So that can change the way that your body responds and change your basal metabolic rate. So again, there are a lot of fads out there that are not medically based. And as I've said this many times before, you have to learn about your body, put together the right combinations for your body. Yes, if you want to lose weight, cut carbs down and kick up the exercise. Take out the foods that are bad for you. So. Realistically, your body will give us that blueprint, that map of what you need. Interesting research on green tea. We've known that this is beneficial in a variety of ways. The green tea catechins, epigallocatechin gallate. Uh, This study talks about green tea helping to decrease the risk of breast cancer. So, And I've discussed for people to have a cup or two or three of green tea a day, obviously organic without the caffeine, and it helps to prevent inflammatory circumstances. It's good for the gut, Uh, decreases the risk of a couple of cancers, including gastric cancer. So it also affects how your body metabolizes carbohydrates, a lot of different benefits there. So over the course of this study, which went out of course about four years, the blood sugar and insulin levels decreased in the individuals that had the green tea extract on board. And they had somewhere between 400 to 800 milligrams over the course of the day. And it also helps to burn down the LDL and the bad cholesterol. So there are a lot of benefits to green tea. And of course, certain populations who've been drinking tea, you know, since the beginning of time, I imagine, were getting the benefits without really you know, understanding or realizing it. So important to keep that in mind. Phone lines are open. If you'd like to call in, 1-800-321-0710, 1-800-321-0710. Let's go to Arthur in Bayonne. How are you? Good morning, doctor. Good morning. Uh, um, I'm glad that I
3: contacted you and speak with you. i uh, like you. to listen to you briefly. Thank you. Um, doctor, I, I have a question. I I have a, a repaired hip uh, going back um uh, over uh, 10 years,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and results were coming through now with the uh, arthritis setting in. And uh, what I've done is uh, uh I started with physical therapy, and it helped, and it still been not w- work. And uh, then the um, I started with the same program, they had uh. Um, I had procedures. I had three procedures. One was uh, a lidocaine injections, mm-hmm. wonderful for two days, but it didn't work. And then after that, they gave, he said to me, oh, I'm going to give you stem cells. Now, that's one of the reasons why I'm calling. Yeah. So I uh, I did these stem cells. The How did they get
2: the stem cells? In other words, he exactly. said, we're going to give exactly. you stem exactly. cells.
3: Exactly. I never questioned that. I never questioned it.
2: Well, but where did they get them from? Did they take them from your body? I No. Yeah, then you're not going to get, get a good outcome with that, because if they're using something that the FDA doesn't like, umbilical or amniotic stem cells, you don't know if you'll reject them, you don't know the genetics or the infection are history of some donor. Yeah, are
3: they doing something illegal?
2: I don't know whether there's a law against it, but the FDA does not want that to be done. And for many years, you've heard about the ban on aborted fetal tissue to be used for stem cells. So that's not something that is um, is supposed to be done.
3: So what do I do? I mean, the stem cells then really? Up, didn't, well, I'm not sure know. that
2: you got stem cells, or I'm not sure you got anything that's viable. So I'll tell yeah. you a little bit of a side story. A good friend of mine and uh, his partner work for a big orthopedic group where they supply to the doctor the metal devices that they use for hip replacements, knee replacements, all of that. And they were um, a a large company. They still are a large company, and they also would supply the kits to do uh, platelet-rich plasma for doctors. Mm -hmm. And they also, over the past, I think, couple of years, two years, we're getting, quote, stem cell from umbilical cord from a large company and then yeah. selling that, you know, to the doctors for them to add yes. to their surgical procedures. And I, mm-hmm. I asked him, I said, well, what's the quality? What's the, what are the specifics about that? And mm-hmm. I asked him to get back to me. It took him a, a few weeks or a month to get back to me. He goes, I'm sorry. You know, doc, I, I, I gotta tell you that as soon as I started to look at that information and... Uh, the company that they were getting it from was shut down, was stopped. So there are no places now, of course, because of changes in in, uh, thought or position on this that you can get the umbilical or the amniotic fluid from. So Mm -hmm. that was knocked down by the FDA. So if a doctor is still using it or trying to get it from somewhere or getting it from who knows where, South America or Europe, that's not a good thing. So I don't know what's happening with your hip until we were able to see an MRI or something like that. So that would be the uh, first step to really uh, see what tissues are damaged.
3: The, uh, the I'm going with this pain management company so far, and uh, I've set up also a uh, an appointment with a hip replacement uh, doctor, and uh, I just want to I just want to keep my. Uh, I, I just want to keep my facts straight. Yeah, the, the uh, issue yet, is
2: you I, don't have any facts until someone explains to you what the MRI says. Where is the tear? Is it a labral tear? Anterior, oh, I, posterior. I,
3: I, I have, I, I've had X-rays and uh, MRIs on it, and uh, they they said to me that uh, um, pulled arthritis. I have three pins in the. All in right, head. Those
2: are still non-specific descriptions. So if I were to try to help you and tell you what to do, I would need to see where the MRI shows that you have damage, and injecting stem cells to that damage might be your best way of creating result. But the stem cells would only come from you. They would come from your body.
3: So so it comes from the body. Okay. I'm I'm not going to pose any kind of, I'm not going to question with this uh, procedure that I had, because uh, half the time, I don't know if I'm so he told me he says uh, we use now stem cells because Medicare is covering it.
2: No, they're using it. There's it no code for stem cells. They're now actually manipulating codes so that you're get they're able to do a treatment for you. There's no code for stem cell therapy. There's no Medicare approval of stem cell unless it's for cancer and they call that a bone marrow transplant. Completely different. So realm. it
3: sounds like he's doing something
2: If he's saying that stem cells cover it, then he's manipulating and using a different code uh, and, you know, using a code that is not letting the insurance company know that it's stem cell therapy, nor are they letting him know that it's, you know, foreign source and not your own. The only thing you use are your own. So to get specific and to be scientific about this, we need to look at your MRI, tell you exactly what's wrong, and give you a direct full description of that MRI report, and then, you know, potentially, you know, use your own stem cells to create repair. Everything oh, else is go. theoretical and, and not likely going to help.
3: It sounds to me that I'm, I'm getting what I I supposedly imagined is is working, but is but it's not really the right thing to do.
2: Correct. And you're going from doctor to doctor to try to see what they're saying without really understanding what you have. So they've never described to you exactly line-to-line what the MRI says, which I think you need to have done. Thank you so much for your call. If you need help with that, certainly we'd love to help you out. Uh, The phone number here to call in to ask you questions, 1-800-321-0710, the office in Garden City, 516-794-0404. Also, Arthur, take a look at the website. You'll see great research on there for our results with STEM. And that's uh, www.drcal.net, drcal.net. Thank you so much for your call. For those of you who are near the Plainview office, 516-433-3232. It's about 10 or 15 minutes east of Gordon City, for those who live a little further east on the island. Let's see what else interesting information we have to, we can take a look at. Homocysteine, we know, is a protein that, when elevated because of low B6, B12 folate, can cause problems with plaque in your blood vessels. It can create issues with uh, brain function. You don't want plaque to build up in the small blood vessels and all of those going throughout your brain in different parts of your body. And there was an interesting study that was done in the European Journal of Clinical Nutrition looking at homocysteine and whether low serum B12 Uh, As well, are a risk factor for lower physical performance in subjects in the study who are 65 years of age and older. And those individuals that had the lowest homocysteine, actually, rather the highest homocysteine levels, had the lowest physical performance than those in the opposite class. So, of course, if homocysteine is high and your B vitamins are low. You won't do as well with memory focus, concentration, physical activities. So the idea is you want to have all the nutrients in a great range. And and I talk about this as well every day. When a lab range shows you where the expected vitamin levels are supposed to be or expected hormones are supposed to be, if you want to correct and have benefit for the nutrients, in most cases, if you're 60, 70, or 80s or so, You want the vitamin levels to be above what's expected with your decline as you might've had a couple of years earlier. So if homocysteine is high and the expected B6, B12, and folate are X, Y, and Z, but the homocysteine's high, you raise the X, Y, and Z, and you get the homocysteine down. So important to understand the specifics of your blood test. A lot of uh, people go to a doctor, there's a one or two page test, And they're not looking at homocysteine, not looking at vitamins, but uh, doctors typically either don't want to or have the time to really thoroughly explain the blood work to you or to explain the MRI. I think, you know, it may be easier for them not to have to give you that full definition. And also people should be writing down and taking notes when doctors talk to them so that they can write down and remember everything. We obviously give copies of the blood work every time you go over it with patients so they have something to walk away with, and they can make marks and notes on that, uh, the blood work papers. I think that's an important way for people to remember things. Once again, phone lines are open, 1-800-321-0710, 1-800-321-0710, and we'll get your calls up on the air. Uh, let's see what else we have here. CoQ10 uh, may help patients with fibromyalgia. Interesting study in clinical biochemistry, a study involving patients with fibromyalgia. They had low levels of CoQ10 to start with. Supplementation with 300 milligrams of CoQ10 per day was found to improve some of the clinical symptoms of fibromyalgia. So now this is sort of a relatively quick and uh, non-comprehensive way to look at this. Some people that have fibromyalgia, yes, they may have CoQ10 and may have issues with Mitochondria, other people who have a virus, Epstein-Barr, CMV, they may have uh, Lyme disease as an underlying mechanism that hasn't been diagnosed. They may have heavy metal exposure that's causing problems with multiple areas in connective tissue or joints throughout the body. So there are many things that can cause multiple areas of aches and pains or muscle concerns. So we certainly want to find the cause instead of just reaching for a pill, you know, to change the symptom. A lot of patients that have fibro are either taking either too many or a lot of non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Some are taking steroid shots with their doctor. Some are taking anti-anxiety, antidepressant medications, but you're not looking for the cause. It'll never change unless you find the cause and start correcting that. So that's what I've discussed with patients about my approach over all the 33 years I've been doing this. So we want to be able to learn as much as we can about your body and fix everything that we can find. Once again, 1-800-321-0710 if you'd like to call in to ask a question, you can do so right now. This is a live program, 1-800-321-0710. We've been talking about garlic for many years as a great benefit to the human body, antioxidant benefit, immune benefit. The Human Nutrition Department, Science and Human Nutrition Department, University of Florida in Gainesville, did a study on aged garlic extract. And they were looking to see what improvements they would see in immune response. So they looked at the aged garlic extract. It was associated with an improvement of T cells and killer cells. These are cells that help to fight infection and including cancer. So the the evidence was visible on these tests even within 90 days of supplementation. It also appeared to have reduced the severity of colds and flu, 21% fewer colds, 61% decrease in the days of feeling the colds or flu-like symptoms. So important that you have garlic on board. Now, some people opt to put garlic in their foods, which I think is great, you know, fresh garlic. Some people opt to use elephant garlic because it's a little more, a lot, you know, more mild than the regular garlic, which may be too strong for some people. Uh, so I think it makes sense, and then people can take capsules of the aged garlic. I think it makes a lot of sense. But yet more research on this, and this is, research has been around for a long time. Other studies on the benefits of garlic. One eight hundred three two one zero seven one zero. If you'd like to call in to ask a question, you can do so now. Try not to wait for the end of the program. We don't want to try to have so many calls and not be able to answer them. 1-800-321-0710. Also, for those of you that uh, would like to call the office or get some information, and we have a lot of emails coming through the the website, and we appreciate that, uh, give a call to the office, 516-794-0404. And the Plainview office is 516-433-3232 one one other comment if you can when you're sending us an email try to kind of keep it to a concise couple of you know sentences or questions some people are putting down their entire medical uh, history and you know give us pages and pages through the email we can't obviously you know, read through all that and then make recommendations. Patients have to be seen. You have to bring the tests and copies of your studies into the office so we can look at what's been done prior to make some sense. Okay, phone lines are open, 1-800-321-0710. Let's go to Carol in Manhattan. How are you?
5: Okay, doctor. This is for my brother who will soon be 77 years old, Mm -hmm. and he was diagnosed with the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He went through chemo and radiation, and Mm -hmm. now he's left with pain in his legs. He can't drive. He finds it difficult to walk. How long
2: ago did you go through the, the uh, chemo? It's,
5: it's and... over a year ago, more than a year. And he takes no painkillers at all. Um, but And they told him that the nerves and you know were damaged, the sheathing of the nerves, mm-hmm. something like MS. Has yeah, so chemo
2: and, and obviously radiation damage healthy tissues while they're trying to kill bad tissue. So that obviously sets up the stage for for problems. Um, For a lot of people that have neuropathy and nerve related issues, we've used alpha lipoic acid intravenously, we use intravenous vitamin C, you know, with some pretty good result. So that may be the most natural or most effective way to help to change some of that. Again, I don't know what his vitamin mineral levels look like, what's his vitamin D levels, C, you know, heavy metal exposure, I don't know anything else. But for many of the patients that I see, once we do the workup, we can determine uh, to be able to use the alpha lipoic acid or the vitamin C IVs. Right. Even doctors like Dr. Forsythe in Nevada, who uses a spectacular approach with cancer patients, where he'll take your blood, send it to Europe, uh, Greece rather, and then they can do uh, chemo sensitivity testing. They tell you what chemo can work on the cancer because they're taking clusters of those cancer cells and you know growing them in, uh, in colonies. They look to see what can help and they he uses vitamin ivs three days a week vitamin c now he'll use alpha-lipoic acid but he'll also use insulin to lower the blood sugar so that cancer cell receptors open up and then he uses you know small doses of chemo with uh, other meds etc and nutrients to help to uh, kill the cancer so i think vitamin <laughs> ivs are important during therapy as well
5: but even if he's, they say that it's under control, is he, would he would force What's under
2: d- control? Of the,
5: uh, the lymphoma. It, they said it's, you know, he's cured if that's the right well, word. Well, I, to- I,
2: honestly, how many people have been told that it's under control, yeah. they're cured, and then six months, a year, whatever, it comes back? That means yeah. it probably never went away. It was just sitting around doing nothing, waiting for the opportunity to mm-hmm. come back. There are a lot of studies that talk about, And uh, the Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center, I think it's in Seattle, published a study on uh, people that have done high-dose chemo on cancers in trying to kill the initial cluster or the mothership, et cetera. And in doing that, sometimes the satellite cells that have gone out and about will upregulate and grow faster. So it's hard to say that um, the tumors themselves, which could be out and about, um are not sitting there waiting to come back. I think that's happened that happens with most patients when the quote tumor comes back. So I don't I, I don't ever think the word cure is an accurate word. I never use it for patients. So you know how many people have had a tumor come back? I think the levels are very very high the numbers are high with that. You've got to constantly be vigilant and try to make your immune system and your body stronger and stronger all the time to be able to keep your body fighting.
5: especially he was in Vietnam, and then he chose a profession at printing, so he's exposed to both places, all these chemicals. Yeah, so
2: chemical exposure would be certainly a contributor to that. There's research that shows that benzene is linked to leukemia, um, carbon tetrachloride, you know, cleaning solvents to uh, liver cancer, so the list goes on and on. Mm -hmm. So he needs a good workup, and of course that's what we talk about doing, and then using some of the more natural things to see how much better they'll do. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for your call. Phone lines are open, 1-800-321-0710, 1-800-321-0710, and we'll get your call up on the air. Let's go to Peter in Manhattan. How are you?
4: Yes, good morning. Uh, I yes, have a sir. question. When, the, when you make a comparison on the types of people that develop diseases, etc., it's often race that's used as a barometer. Now, let's take, for example, if a, if a race only makes up 13% of a population as opposed to uh, 87%, how can you draw a, an intelligent comparison?
2: Well, it's not as though you're looking at the numbers of people in population. What studies have been doing for many, many years is looking to see how many people in a population get diabetes or heart disease or cancer. Uh, how much of that is related to the diet that may be specific to certain people in the population. Um, What practices occur in certain, you know, people in the population? Are there more smokers in one group compared to another? Do some drink more genetically? Do some people have more issues in, in those segments of the population? So that's how it's done. They don't take 100 people of, you know, different backgrounds and, you know, try to compare them to each other. They're just looking at statistically how many people have diabetes, heart disease, different types of cancers in segments of the population. So, so
4: may I say something, please? Uh, yep. So, AIDS, generally, according to scientists, people get it the same way. Why is it breaking, broken down into a racial and ethnic dis- distinction?
2: I think they're trying to make some of the, the race, uh, ethnic or racial populations aware that it can occur in that group as well. So that virus typically, you know, it had to be transmitted. That's not one you can catch for a cough or a sneeze like other common, you know, viruses that we know. And certainly people who receive blood transfusions, et cetera, uh, had some risk for that. But well, I remember many years ago, Tony Brown was a, um,
4: commentator. a, a yeah. commentator
2: on, on TV, yeah. and he invited me on his program with uh, a famous surgeon from Harlem Hospital, very t- very tall man. I got I got to try to remember his name, but he wanted to get out to his his viewing audience as to why diabetes and some of the heart disease and cancers and hypertension and all of these disorders were higher in that population. So what I was talking about was diet and nutrition. So that there were you know significant studies about too much fat, too much salt in the diet, vitamin deficiencies. Etc. And there's, again, there, we're learning more and more about genetics and what the genetic components do in, in some populations compared to others.
4: Well, lastly, I'd
2: like for you to maybe to ponder this. Uh,
4: what is the definition of race? Uh, thank you. I'll hang up and
2: listen. Yeah, I, I'm not going to, you know, get into a, a discussion about mm-hmm. distinctions between people. I don't look at distinctions between people as being significant. I think, uh, you know, background, And where your ancestors have come from is a very interesting, long-standing discussion. And I can tell you that everybody that I know that looked at Ancestry.com and did the genetic testing uh, has, has explained to me that they have so many different backgrounds within their genes. So you can't say that one person is only coming from one line or one, quote, race of people when you see that. Uh, of course, in Europe and in other parts of the world. uh, As you look back, people have a variety of different components in their ancestry. So thanks for your call. Phone lines are open. If you'd like to call in to ask a question, you can do so now. If you can, take a look at the website. Uh, A lot of great research on the website. We have seven more videos coming up, and that's going to take a week or two to get them all uh, fine-tuned the first page of the website. Obviously, has some amazing results for people with uh, stem cells for you know cluster headaches, uh, traumatic brain injury, MS, ulcerative colitis, macular degeneration, COPD, diabetes, Alzheimer's, drop foot, stroke, Parkinson's, uh, all the joints, shoulders, hips, ankles, etc. So you can see some you know great info therein. Uh, website is drcal.net, and uh, I think 2,000 plus articles on the website, so we're constantly adding to that, and uh, maybe working with someone to do a video blog or a podcast to make that available as well. So if you'd like to call in, do so now, one 800 do not wait for the end of the program so we could get as many of your questions in as possible. Okay, phone lines are open. Let's go to Joe in Queens. How are you?
6: Good, good, yeah, good program as always. Thank you. Uh, my, my question would be, uh, you mentioned the, that aged garlic is a positive and you want garlic on board, but yeah. uh, my question would be a little bit, uh, when did they come up with the idea of age garlic? How exactly is that done?
2: You know, I had a conversation about this a while back with uh, someone who was really into history, and we were talking about Egyptian history. So I think it dates back, you know, thousands of years. I think, you know, benefits of herbs and natural components has been going back to man in the beginning of time. And not everything that people would gather or, you know, bring into whatever, you know, domicile or whatever home that they were living in was eaten the same day. So I think that for thousands of years, people have been taking things putting them aside, putting them in containers or vessels or jars at some point. And as those things aged, they use them within their food or they use them in a medicinal fashion. So I think things like aged garlic have been around for, you know, eons. I think only recently when doctors have the ability to test and look at the components in garlic or some of the herbs, etc., some things from the plant kingdom they have been able to actually say, oh, yeah, you know, they used this a 1,000 years ago or a 100 years ago because now we're seeing what's in it, but some people intuitively had an idea that there were components in the food that were helping.
6: But wouldn't you just as easily maybe eat the garlic uh, raw? Or yeah, of course,
2: of course, of mm-hmm. course. So I don't think garlic has to be aged to have the benefit, but realize that a lot of people are not just going to, you know, chew on a clove of garlic because it's too strong for them. And then for those people who put garlic in food, great. For those people who actually buy elephant garlic, which is sort of gigantic-sized garlic, it's much more mild, and it's easier to have that in your food or your salad or in a non-cooked fashion to be able to enjoy the benefits of it.
6: Does that have the same properties, the yeah. elephant garlic? Yeah. it does.
2: Okay. It's just big. It's like the size okay. of maybe a, a tangerine or something.
6: Okay. So, so that's available. You can find elephant. Oh
2: car. yeah, sure. Every store has it. Every right. supermarket has it.
6: It now, doesn't have now, to be okay. a
2: specialty store.
6: Yeah. Another question would be: It's like if you look at Google Scholar, they extrapolate a lot off, say, r- my studies. Say, even for the eye uh, studies, they use that. Is, is is that?
2: Well, it's not as though Google Scholar is doing the study, and Google Scholar is just you know hosting. Okay. Studies done by researchers all over the world. I I
6: know they're all over the world. Research is
2: done on animals always, you know, first, because it's relatively easy to do that. So Mm -hmm. they've done things on mice and other animals, you know, because, you know, they have a specific sort of control group and a relatively easy study to be done. And then when, you know, animal studies are done, then they go to human studies.
6: Uh, yeah, one thing I notice about the Google Scholar stuff, the people seem relatively honest, <laughs> you know, in terms of... Uh, their- yeah,
2: they're just picking great studies from, you know, peer-reviewed yeah. institutions and journals all over the world. And I think it's an easy place to look. And there's tons and tons and tons and tons of information. So I love it. You know, yeah. as, as I say, you know, I've been looking at it for years... And it was only a few months ago when I looked at intravenous vitamin C and, you know, used that as the search term, and there were 300 some odd thousand studies. And then recently, and of course today, there's 443,000 studies, not just comments. So I love the idea that, you know, there's so much research being done that they keep adding to their, you know, base of knowledge. You know, so I think it's terrific to be able to do that. Years ago, when I first started looking at vitamins on the Internet, there weren't many places that you could, you know, go to. And uh, Health Database Plus was one of them. And this is as soon as I started, you know, with my computer, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, I downloaded and would keep all those articles in folders. So, yeah, now you could just look up anything in a second.
6: Yeah, it's a great resource for the common man, too, yeah. you know, that that wants to get, like, something that they feel is, is somewhat confident in you know and or, for uh, most
2: of the studies you can get the gist of it looking at the abstract where they say we were looking at blah 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 and then the conclusion says that people that did this or in this study this is what was described so it's not that hard for people to understand you know if you don't have a medical background right, so you right. i would say the it. mid part is the
6: hard part you know
2: with, well with, yeah because that's all the scientific information that you know, is is sort of based upon how the process has to work, but then the conclusion has, you know, an easier answer or comment.
1: Looking at vitamin
2: D, just vitamin D, there's over 3,700,000 studies just on vitamin D. You know, if you look at vitamin C, uh, without looking at the intravenous breakdown, another 3,720,000 studies. So there are lots of studies on, you know, all the nutrients and things of course i haven't read every one of the three million but i keep you know scanning through and trying to get some great articles so i can talk about them but thank you so much for your call okay our phone lines are open if you'd like to call in to ask a question you can do so now 1-800-321-0710 let's go to arlene in new jersey how are you Okay, so Arlene, we had you on the air. Let's see if we can get you back up. And we had Laura on the air a moment ago. So we'll wait to get you back up on the air. 1 800 321 0710. Let's see what else we have here that's interesting to talk about. Fish oil and exercise may reduce insulin resistance in men. Very, you know, compelling information. So we want to make sure that when you put the nutrients on board you know we can say that this is why another reason why there's benefit there so insulin resistance is a tough mechanism where your insulin's not really working at your cells and many men have obesity or visceral obesity within the gut so they were looking at a study of how fish oil and exercise helped to improve the ability to burn sugar and burn fat and this was a study that went over the course of uh, Twelve months, they were doing combinations of testing for the lipids and insulin. Uh, checked postprandial blood sugar, blood sugar right after eating the meal. They looked at fat enriched meal, etc. So over time, they saw that the findings described that the fish oil helped to decrease triglycerides, decrease cholesterol, and were able to enhance the body's ability to burn sugars. So that helps with the insulin resistance. Okay, phone lines are open, 1-800-321-0710. Let's go next to April in Queens. How are you?
7: Hi, good good morning. Good morning. I'd like to ask you a question. I always wonder about this. If I buy like a gallon of milk, and, you know, my husband, he puts it in his coffee, sometimes he doesn't put it back in the refrigerator, and then by the end of the week, he keeps, you know, this happens, and it gets slightly sour, and I say, well, I'm not going to throw away a half a gallon of milk because it's just slightly sour. I don't want to put it in my cold cereal. <laughs> it's just, yeah, because it's and I get angry again and argue. With, Why don't you put it away as soon when you put it in? So the thing yeah. is, is that the same as buttermilk or is it really unhealthy? I'll say I'm not wasting it. I no, put it's it not in the same as buttermilk. It's t- just
2: milk that's, that's degenerating, breaking down, and sort of going bad. So I, I've never looked for a study. To see whether or not you know milk that starts to taste you know bitter, that has less you know nutrients in it, but oh. you know I, I don't think and there have been studies where you know people leave certain foods in their fridge over a long period of time, uh, you know the food's gonna degenerate or break down. Is there some potential of of an infection or something occurring there? Like when you see cheese and all of a sudden it's got the mold on it, it's possible. Oh. <laughs> You know, okay, if it's not, if I mean, it's, you can't go beyond a few days with any any food.
5: But is it the same as buttermilk, though? Is that what buttermilk no.
2: is? No, buttermilk's a completely different process of creation. It's not just bad milk, and buttermilk actually tastes pretty good when it's, you know, fresh and brand new. So, it's not that so regular it, milk sits there it and starts to go bad and becomes buttermilk. No.
7: Well, just throw it away then. If it's uh, yeah, if it know, starts to taste. Slightly. You know, Very slightly, it's like a thing. I would, I would throw really it away before. and get
2: smaller containers. So if you have a smaller container and you go right. through that, and the other one's been in the fridge and, and open, then you should be better. Thank and you for I, your call. Phone lines are open. If you'd like to call in and ask questions, you could do so now. Let's go back to Arlene in New Jersey. How are you? Uh,
7: good, good, Doctor. I am um, uh, called. In, I, I tuned in late, so I don't even know your name.
2: Uh, it's Doctor Chris Calipay.
7: Chris, what? calipay calipay c-a-l-a-p-a-i okay and is it, is it are you into stem cells is yeah that yeah
2: it? Is, i'm board certified in family medicine fellowship certified stem cell therapy board certified in anti-aging medicine on the radio okay, for 30 okay, years
7: okay i'm looking up here's my question um uh i had stem cells they were in manhattan they came from my stomach that was four years ago Uh, so you had had fat stem cells yes i did and and 8500 it didn't work he did it twice when he looked at my x-rays he said oh my god how are you able to walk okay hold on just a second
2: x-ray is not a good test you have to do mri to really see the meniscus the ligaments the tendons, the cartilage
7: okay it wasn't MRI. I've, I've had bad knees for about a decade now mm-hmm. and gone to anywhere from seven to nine orthopedics.
2: Is there uh, a progression to... between an MRI a couple of years ago to a recent MRI?
7: Okay. Let me, let me skip the past and shoot right to now. I had the knee replacements. Two years, two months ago, they didn't work. Uh, I got better for six months. I was doing great. They said straighten and bend perfect you're you're right in the money with what's going on went downhill after six months progressively got worse to the point where it was almost as bad as before the replacement hmm. now i went to four orthoped my orthopedic was nasty never should have went to home so what's your what's your question
2: i'm trying to figure out you know okay. the yeah, progression so of why Here,
7: here's my question because I, I, you know, orthopedics, you know, I'm not real happy. Two of them said I had a. Um, you have
2: to get to your uh, question because we have other people that are, you know, want to okay. ask the question. Okay. So.
7: So, so So, at this point, I'm in pain all the time. So I had a back issue, so they gave me a um, um, a steroid in my uh, uh, 5S. Um,
2: yeah, so I'm uh, still not sure what your question is. I know you still have pain after what you thought would have been good with a okay, fat so stem cell because fat has been pushed out. They, yeah. they don't want to have fat done anymore. The FDA doesn't like that. And I don't know why if you had a you know knee replacement that it would be good for a couple of months and then start to go bad. I, I, I have no knowledge of you, so I don't know exactly what's going on. So what's the question okay. that you have?
7: There what's is your, a what's your question? Does a genicular nerve block can a, can, a, can a genicular nerve block be used on a leg that has had a knee replacement, the three nerves going through? I've researched it. I can't find any Part of any the problem evidence.
2: with doing a nerve block is going to be you'll be less aware of the pain, and then if you keep walking or doing your activity and your knees get worse, degenerate and go bad, then you're in a in – a, bad place so I've never examined you I've never seen or don't know what your MRIs and your tests show I don't know what the testing would be if you were to look at those things after you've had the knee replacement so I still don't know enough information to tell you what you should or shouldn't do or what may or may not work for you so that's so really? it's difficult to be on the radio and to have a little bit of information
7: gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So you said so I can actually get an MRI now of my uh, knee MRI knee or place? CAT scan.
2: Yeah. You have to speak to the doctors. And I don't know.
7: They, do, they won't do it. They said you fall into the five to seven percent, 10 percent that have a knee place failure. There's nothing wrong. It's not loose. Maybe I would go uh,
2: to a, a different surgeon and get some second opinions after you've had the surgery that didn't work. Some doctors I will go to, you know, hospital for special surgery, and sometimes a doctor there do it will itself. redo the knee replacement. Maybe they use the wrong size or, you know, metal components. I don't know. Thank you so much for your call. We have other calls to take here. one 800 one 800 If you'd like to call in to ask a question, you could do so now. Let's go to Helena in Westchester. How are you?
5: Good morning. You're my Good favorite morning. antidepressant.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
5: Okay. Thank you so much. So, I remember years ago hearing that electric blankets cause cancer, and I love my heating pad because it hugs me. I don't even need I don't it. think
2: there's any evidence at all that electric blankets cause cancer.
5: Okay. I've never,
2: you know, heard or seen anything to that effect.
5: Can you look it up sometime? Because sure. Because... Doesn't it kind of make sense that the electrical field changes?
2: No, because it's a short-term exposure. It's dilating your blood vessels, so it may help your circulation. But just changing electrophil- electrical field doesn't mean it has to cause cancer. And what kind of cancer? Does it cause a cancer in an organ where the heat and the electrical field is not reaching? No, uh, I don't. I don't believe so
5: why would that even be put out there then this is i don't know who put it
2: out there see part of the problem is people you know ask me they say this they say that and usually they there there's no science behind it so you know blanket or no pun intended basic comments are made and then people run with them thinking that there's some validity to it but i've never seen or heard of anything like that so i would i would forget it
5: oh what about the telephone poles outside uh, people's houses. They say they're dangerous, and they're not. Well, then even...
2: people who live near the telephone poles, where the pole is close to the house, should have all sorts of medical me. problems, which has never been documented. So I wouldn't worry about either of those.
6: Oh, Thank you so yes. much for your
2: call. I have to get a few more calls in. The people are online. Thank you. Let's go to Joe in New Jersey. How are you?
0: Yes, Doctor Calipay. Uh, yes, sir. I had a stress. I had a stress test, an echo and they uh, some kind of a scan. I don't know what it was called a Delta. It's a yeah. machine in auction, it goes back and forth. Yeah. And they determined, when I went to the doctor, they t- determined that I needed a left heart catheterization. So what do you think it is? They're looking to put a stent
2: it's in there? It's hard to say because a catheterization is putting the catheter into the groin, snaking it up to your heart, injecting the dye to see how that dye would fill up your coronary vessels that go back to your heart to feed it. So, you know, an echocardiogram is looking at the contraction of your heart, how much blood is pumped from the ventricle. It's looking at valve opening and closing movement rate, a lot of things. Um, A stress test is watching to see if there's any electrical changes in your heart when you're, you know, walking and then running on the treadmill. Did you have problems with either of those tests?
0: Oh, I have AFib, and they said they failed the stress test, so they want to do a left heart catheterization.
2: Yeah, so when you have AFib, it means the top left part of your heart's twitching a bunch, and it's kind of creating its own rhythm, as opposed oh. to listening to the, uh, you know, atrioventricular or sinoatrial nodes. So they're trying to figure out why you have the AFib, uh, and they're looking going to look to see if you have, you know, coronary blockage. That's what the catheterization shows.
0: Oh, excellent, doctor! You've been on a long time. I've been listening to you yeah, over thirty you years. You've a lot of doctors? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. You know, that's it's, it's odd. Yeah, I mean, thankfully for me, but yeah, yeah, there have been many doctors on the radio for so many years, going back to well, you know, Carlton Fredericks was one of the first, wasn't a physician, but he was one of the first people on uh, the radio and talking about him. nutrition. And uh, his wife Betty, that I had known very well, she yeah. wanted to put me into that nine o'clock spot that uh, Doctor Atkins had. <sighs> Unfortunately, she and passed I had doc- away.
0: Ackman's, t- Ackman's was there. He's gone. Yeah. I think a- he's the one that got hurt on a bicycle, Atkins.
2: No, no he Atkins- had the heart trouble. No, Atkins had no heart trouble. Atkins was yes. walking out of his office and slipped on the ice and hit his head. So he yeah, died from injuries was, was the There was
0: another brain. good doctor, the Jewish doctor that got hurt on the bicycle. Fell Better. off the bicycle. I fell off a bicycle. I can't, th- I can't think of his name, and he broke his hip. He was yeah, a Jewish doctor, and he was on yeah. the longest time. I don't remember. Jewish doctor on the think radio. I not his name right now.
2: Who broke his head. Ha-
0: he always said salmon and fish. Maybe a Greek could recall that. The salmon and fish diet? The salmon
2: and salad diet. Salmon and salad diet. I yeah, so that's, exactly. Ron, that's Ron Hoffman. He didn't die. Hoffman. Ron, Ronnie Hoffman, right. You yeah, were on the long time. Yeah, he's still alive. He's just, uh, I guess, retired. Right. So you're I'm, the
0: only one that lasted. You you were yeah. good. though. Were Dr. Lasted. Vanini
2: was a nice guy. He was a friend, very yes. funny doctor. He had passed remember. away unfortunately. What happened to him? Uh he ended up having throat cancer. Oh, yeah. You know I, there's I a, they say all. that that saying the last of the Mohicans, you know, that which was yeah. a great movie by the way. Um yeah, I mean in 33 years a lot of doctors that had been in the realm yes. um have passed.
0: You're the only one left.
2: Yeah. It's true. I, I never really thought about that, but yeah. all the other doctors that were doing good things, you know, with yeah, nutrition. I listened. Had I passed. Listened.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much, Dr. Callow-Pay. Thank you so
2: much for your call. Have a wonderful day now. Yeah. There have been so many that's, it's odd to, to think of all the doctors that I knew over the past bunch of years that any of them doing the nutritional medicine have passed. I remember many years ago, Stuart Berger, um, of course, Dr. Atkins, you know, rest his soul. All of them rest their souls. Dr. Corsello had passed. So all the people that I kind of came into the realm and we all started a great foundation called FAME, the Foundation for the Advancement of Innovative Medicine. Um, yeah, all of them have uh, have passed. And, and many of them at ages that were really too young for them to have gone. There's a doctor, a friend of mine, Mitch Gaynor, who is a... Uh, cancer doctor who was using nutrients to help with cancer patients and uh he also had passed a couple of others but yeah it's uh it's very strange okay phone lines are open we may have time for one more question if you'd like to call in to ask a question uh, we'd love for you to take a look at the videos on the website drcal.net d-r-c-a-l.net as well for you to give a call to the garden city office you can Chat with the staff, they can answer questions for you. That's 516-794-0404. And for those of you who are closer to Plainview, 516-433-3232. With everything that seems to be going on in the world, uh, and certainly with all of the issues we're faced with infectious disease, we really have to take the steps to make our bodies healthy and strong. We have to exercise, We have to get chemicals and preservatives and garbage out of our diet. Have to eat as organically as possible. Got to test your vitamin levels and make sure your intake of vitamins is giving you the levels that you need to maintain good function. As I've said for many years in the radio program, quoting studies, study after study after study. So it takes a little bit of thought and effort And this, as I say, comprehensive medical nutritional approach to learn about your body, put together the best vitamins, put together the best foods, do the exercise, start to feel better. It becomes reinforcing that you feel great as a result of doing all of these things at once. And, of course, the most natural of mechanisms to help to repair your body is stem cell therapy. And through many, many years of research, and millions of studies on nutrients and on stem cell therapy the combination of all these things can really make some terrific for some terrific outcome okay five one six seven nine four zero four zero four give us a call Dr. Cal.net's the website god bless you all bye-bye now
1: dr calipay is board certified in family medicine chelation therapy, and anti-aging medicine. Dr. Calipay specializes in and has achieved fellowship certification for stem cell therapy. Dr. Calipay's office number is 516-794-0404. That's 516-794-0404.